welcome back to Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, DP Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. Mo, who is fired up for this podcast upon learning what his lone wolf selection is this Just week. Just ripping us to shreds before <laughs> the show even started. Ever since I told him at uh, like 10 p.m. Pacific or 9 p.m. Pacific last night, it's been nonstop in the thread. Yeah, did you sleep, Mo? Or have you just been pacing in your room? I've just been waiting to let you guys have it. And <laughs> and take it, you will. <laughs> Mo back in witness protection there. We were all on the Bucks last night, way the right side. Should have won outright, save for Nick Folk just pissing down his leg throughout the duration of Thursday night football. Got the cover nonetheless, and this is another point of contention because another reason my Mo might have been pacing last night is Mo wanted to break TNF rules. Mo, Mo not happy about last night. Mo's tired of leaving points on the table. How many straight weeks are we going to crush <laughs> Thursday night football? Yeah, just owning Thursday night. God. It's so annoying that you have to submit all five at the same time. Why did? Why do you think that's a rule, DP? I, I, I'm putting you on the spot here, so I'll give you some time to think briefly. But why would they even make that a rule? Honestly, I don't know. I was actually thinking about it last night, and I thought about bringing it up in, in our Skype chat. But I'm glad that you brought it to me now because... So the idea of making people actually go down to the sports book to put your picks in is because they obviously want people to get in the sports book. They create this contest. When it was originally created, they didn't have any juice or any vig or any rake um, on the contest. They now do. Um, but back then, you know, it was it was a draw to get people down to their venue. Hopefully they go to a restaurant, they play some slots, they make some other sports bets, get people to put more money into the casino property. So if you allowed people to pick Thursday, and then, but only pick one game and then pick the rest of the four. Don't you get them one to go down twice? Two, people that win or lose on Thursday are then going to likely chase or possibly try and let something ride by placing a m- more bets uh, going into the weekend. So I feel like that could some- be something that's adjusted. And I-, I think that it's also a welcome change that a lot of people would-, would like going forward for the contest and it would do it some good. Jay Cornegie, where you at, bruh? There was way too much logic there. Yeah, like for that to, for that to ever happen. I, that yeah, that happen. made so much sense. <laughs> if they, if they ever do this though, then we're just gonna win the contest. So I don't know if they want to do that. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't want they don't want Gridiron Gamble getting in there and smashing everybody's faces. Mo it's has, almost like we've worked in in the gambling industry yeah. for like eight years or something. It's between like, you know, almost, collectively like what thirty six years between all four of us. It's almost like we've all spent the majority of our lives in in brick and mortar casinos. <laughs> In back hallways, uh, running around and getting trays thrown at us. Uh, Mo led the pack, kind of. He still leads the pack at 11, 8, and 1 in his top five. Three people went 2 and 3 last week, including myself, Mo, and Donnie. Brett with his worst week of the season at 1 and 4, but he is still second in the standing. So the order this week will be Mo, myself, Donnie, and Brett. But Mo doesn't like going first. This is another point of this is it comes in threes. And here's Mo's third point of contention. He doesn't want to go first this week. What's going on, Mo? Well, it's just a lot of pressure when you um you don't really know what your top play is because you've got kind of two or three that are all really strong. So it's almost like uh, it's almost like one of those scenarios where uh, a professional sports team is drafting, and there's like two top consensus picks. You you want to get this. You want to be second, so there's no pressure. Right. And if the other, you know, if the team takes the guy who busts in front of you, you know, that saves you. And if the team takes the guy who's great in front of you, it's not your fault. Yeah. What are you gonna do? They took the player. Right in front of you. You cannot make a mistake in that scenario. This is a very interesting week. I think we struggled as a collective individually, but I'm kind of excited for the card. It's certainly going to be an interesting uh, card. Real quick, I'll go across the board for um, season records. So this is every game, not just the top five. Brett leads the way 
at 58.5%. Mo at 52.3%. Donnie, 44.5%. And I am just woeful at 41.4%. Consensus picks, we got another win last night, which brings us up to 53% winners on consensus picks. But majority, when there's three hosts on a side, is only 40%. Bert Minotti, the GOAT, is a perfect 6-0 in Lone Wolves. Mo is 3-0 in Lone Wolves. So if Brett or Mo are alone on a game, they are 9-0, which is crazy. And uh, Donnie's 2-4, I am 1-4. And, and I got a Lone Wolf incorrect last week. The artwork went out with, uh, with Brett having the Dolphins. Too many IPAs for for Brett to check. It was a birthday I had birthday all weekend. IPAs, all the IPAs last weekend. <laughs> Bert- I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> birthday weekend for Bert Minotti, the goat. All right, we start every week by looking at split games, games that there are two hosts on one side and two hosts on the other, and we've got the marquee game of the weekend. And not only do we have a split amongst the hosts. No host has it lower than 7 of 13. So everybody has it in their top half. And three of the hosts have this game on the card. So some real uh, difference here amongst the individuals. And I said it is the marquee game. It's Packers at Cowboys. Brett and I are on the correct side. We are both laying the two points with the Dallas Cowboys. Donnie and Mo are on the incorrect side. They're taking the two points with Goat on the road. Brett, you and I both have this as our third overall pick. I will give the floor to you, sir. Uh, Tell us why, or tell these idiots why, they should be in love with Dak and Zeke this week. Yeah, what are you guys doing here? I I don't know what the public is doing here. 62% on the Packers away from Lambeau, and the line is moving the other way. It's now 2.5 on Pinnacle. Cowboys coming up an embarrassing loss at home last week. Possibly, possibly. I don't really buy into this, but maybe looking ahead to this matchup against the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year, Dallas is going to be ready this week. I'm not a Dak guy, but any quarterback in the league can pick apart this Packers secondary. I think we're going to see a really high-scoring game here from both sides, but huge games from Dak, Zeke, Des Bryant. So much firepower on this offense. Uh, I like this, the Cowboys to score 30-plus here and win by a touchdown. Doesn't this line just stink? It stinks to shit. They are begging you to take the Packers. Yeah. Just just begging you to take the Packers. And just like Brett said, even though the public is hammering Green Bay, the line's moving in the other direction towards the Dallas side. The one thing I am worried about, and I've noted this on Twitter several times, is that teams coming off extra rest are doing very well this season. 8-0 against the spread. But... I don't know, guys. This, this, the injuries to this Green Bay defense are still worrisome to me. Uh, Devontae Adams has been a limited participant. Uh, Mike Daniels is still a limited participant with that hip. He's the big nose tackle for Green Bay. And then, of course, Ty Montgomery is coming off that rib injury. And I don't know why the sect of Twitter, people like don't think Ty Montgomery is good at football, which is just strange. And I think just the drop-off from him to either Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones is sizable. So, uh, Mo, explain to me. Ex- explain to me how you can click Aaron Rodgers in this spot. I can't argue with anything Brett said. Uh, that being said, there is just, I mean, the most obvious matchup in this game just stares me in the face and says the Packers are going to score 30. I mean, how are... The Cowboys going to stop Aaron Rodgers. This pass defense is atrocious. They're so bad. And the best QB to ever step on a football field is walking through that door to shit on their faces. I can't imagine any way they can slow these guys down short of the loom. I'll tell you one thing for sure. If you don't tease the Packers this week, you hate money. Um, But... Yeah, I, I agree that they want you. I agree with everything you guys said that they want you to bet the pack. And, you know, Dallas is really, really low in the stock scenario right now. But 
maybe they deserve to be low. I mean, this team might just not be very good. And that matchup of Aaron Rodgers versus this second year, I just can't see how that goes any way other than Rodgers by absolute destruction. Speaking of not being very good, let's bring a, bring a Patriots fan in here. You have the Packers on your card, DP. Tell us why. I mean, I'm slightly worried because it's square dog, 62% around the Packers, but I mean, I really can't pass up Aaron Rodgers in this passing attack against a weak pass defense. Um, I mean, Sean Lee didn't practice on Thursday. I don't think they're going to rush to bring him back. You know, they have a bye week next week. The Cowboys do. So, you know, this is, they can give him this week off and give him next week off as well with the bye. Let him get right. Uh, I, I mean, I just, like Mo said, it's it's Rodgers. It's this passing attack uh, going against this Dallas defense. I actually think that the line is begging you to take the Cowboys. I don't think that it's begging you to take the Packers. Um, and I think that as long as Mike McCarthy uh, zones in on Zeke and makes Dak throw the ball, I mean, we talked about this a little bit on the DFS pod yesterday. Um, a lot of us like Des Bryant, but we don't like Dak so much. If you can make Dak try and beat you and not Zeke, I think that the Packers have a really good chance to uh, you know, not only cover, win this game outright, and, and win it pretty handedly. They're not going to be able to zone in on anybody if they don't have Mike Daniels in front. This is like Zeke for 250, this game. <laughs> I don't see any way that they can stop him. So Mo brought up the one thing that Brett and I forgot to mention, which is very important. This is a loomy as fuck. A loom off, he's away from, he's back from vacation, finally? <laughs> I don't know. Last week, la- last night was pretty loomy. They got bucks plus the five and a half, but all the late money that came on Tampa that drove it down to like four, that was a loser. So a loom, I think a loom middled last night. Yeah, a loom middled this one. <laughs> yeah, and just took all the money last night. All the money. All right, let's move to the other split game, which I, I, sh- I really should have led with this one. People are gonna have all their attention on Green Bay Dallas. But the real marquee matchup is at 1 p.m. It's in Cleveland, Ohio. It is a pick 'em against two of the best teams in the National Football League, without a doubt. It's the Jets and the Browns. What a great matchup. This one we all had right in the middle. I'm looking at the, the ratings right now. 7 out of 10, uh, 7 out of 13, 7 out of 13, 6 out of 13, 8 out of 13. So everybody has this. They're fairly confident in it and Mo and Brett are both on the sharp side. They've got the brownies. Donnie and I are on the square side of town with the fighting Jets. Mo, I'll let you take the lead here. You're very excited to see that Miles Garrett is going to start his first game on Sunday. Tell us why you like the woesome, even though you said we can't take this team getting less than two touchdowns, the woeful Cleveland Browns. I am excited for Miles Garrett week, but man, come on, you guys. We talked about this game. We talked about this game. This is, I mean, could there be a better stock high versus stock low scenario in this spot? The Browns just got absolutely drubbed. What was it, 31 nil? While on the other side of the coin, the Jets are coming off their second straight W. Yeah, it wasn't an impressive W, but, uh, you know, it was a W nonetheless. And it was a W off a team that had just won uh, by 35 the previous week. So I just can't see what you, how you guys don't love this spot for the Browns. It's just such a perfect spot. Uh, there is a slight worry for me, and that's that... What is it? Didn't this one move? No, I guess I guess it didn't move. I must be thinking of another game. But this is just a, a it's it's just a great spot, guys. The the Browns, they can stop the run, and that and that's really all the Jets have been able to do, also on offense. So they can also hopefully rush the passer now with Miles Garrett. You know, where we're hoping he plays. He's been practicing, and I think this could be the week the Browns bit and show that 
once again, they are a professional football team, as they look like the first two weeks. Deshaun against the defense with a pulse. Seems troublesome to me. Brett, why are you on the Kaiser train again? Uh, well, I agree with everything Mo said. I badly wanted to put this in my top five, but there's just no consistency in either of these teams. So in a one-game sample, who the hell knows what's going to happen? Over over a large sample, I think Cleveland wins this game uh, at, at a higher percentage. Uh, I think this is I think this is a great spot for the Browns. But I, there's, I could not put this anywhere close to uh, number one on my card, so uh, just kind of staying away from it. Brett, uh, excuse me, Donnie, I thought – I thought I was the highest on Cleveland, but somehow you came out of the gate and you were more excited about the Browns than I. But you flipped here. You've got the Jets. Even though, theory of Donnie, this is a look-ahead game for the Jets because we have the Pats coming into MetLife next week. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) DP, take it away. Can't believe you just said that this is a look-ahead game. Uh, I mean, this is just basically a game where I'm taking what I think is the best team to win the game outright in a, in a, in a pick em spread, uh, you know, I'm not that confident on it. I mean, it's, it's, it's listed in the middle of my tier at seven points, but anything below my Packers pick, I'm really queasy about. Uh, I mean, the NFL always has a lot of parody, right? Uh, both season to season, both week to week. And, you know, this could very well be a stock high, stock low scenario blowing up in my face, like Mo did mention. But the Browns have looked really bad. I, I mean, I wanted to love the Browns coming into the season. I got even more excited after the first two weeks. Even though they lost, they looked really good out there. But now, I mean, I, I think that they're just the old Browns. I think that they're still way too far away from doing anything that resembles a professional football team. And the Jets, although I was very low on the Jets coming into the season, and I thought that they were just going to completely tank, and I kind of still think that they should tank if they know it's good for their organization, but they're not. They're playing pretty well uh, every week. And, I mean, I know it's it's stock high, stock low, but I, I have to go with the Jets here. I can't not go with the Jets. I mean, I don't think Kaiser looks good. Rich, you said it. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser against the defense with the pulse. I think it's going to throw, throw a lot of fits. And... Cade revenge game. There it is. Cade revenge. Cade marching back into Cleveland, Ohio to take what's rightfully his. I mean, we have Sashi Brown this week giving the presser, putting his Sam Hinky pants on and saying we're still early in the process. We trust on our plan. It, this Browns team is the worst team in football by uh, a country mile. I, I had hopes for them to come out of the gate and play some competitive football. But Mo, you said it yourself in the chat several times. This team got drubbed by a horrific Colts team. I mean, Jacoby Brissett has half a brain out there playing quarterback, and that dude was marching up and down the field against Cleveland. Uh, the Browns are just a horror show, and they should be getting points in this situation. I think this line is pretty stupid. Any rebuttal, or can we move on? I mean, look, it's tough to click the Browns, and I understand that, but, you know, Miles Garrett could be a monster addition here. I, there's nothing in defense in pro football than being able to rush the passer with your defensive ends, allowing you to get more bodies back in coverage since coverage is pretty much not allowed in pro football anymore. Totally fair. I think rushing with four is probably, I, I've said it multiple times on here, that defending the pass is the toughest thing to do in football. And part of that is being able to rush with four because then you don't, have to use your resources in the back to get to the quarterback. And Miles Garrett could be that guy. I don't think he's going to be the first time he steps on an NFL field. I mean, this this guy is coming off injury, so he has to deal with, with that process. There's the process of getting your body into full strength, and then he has to get into football shape and then NFL shape. So I, I don't think he's going to step onto the field and be a world beater. I think the Jets will be fine in this spot. Let's keep my let's keep Mo hype, and uh, we'll get to the Lone Wolves, and we'll start with him, so he can scream at us a little bit more. Before I hand it over to Mo, I wanted to remind you that if you want to sweat the world's greatest sports betting contest, Fantasy Super Contest is the only place to do it, and now you can get twenty percent off a premium subscription by going to fantasysupercontest.com slash gridiron. That's fantasysupercontest.com slash gridiron for just $40 
for the entire season, you will be able to mine all of the stats and the data from the sharpest or squarest mines in the Super Contest, looking for tails or to fade the biggest squares making picks. All of the information is at your fingertips. That's fantasysupercontest.com slash gridiron for 20% off. All right, Mo, you've been fuming for 12 hours now. You've been absolutely shaken with anger that a pick on your card is a lone wolf selection. You picked against your own team. You think it's classic fade the stock high. Tell us why the Texans at a pick'em are the right side and that we are all idiots. Man, this one made me almost want to walk away from the team. Hang it up, start my own uh syndicate. What would the what would the Mo collective what would the Mo collective look like? What what kind of what group of, of bandits and vandals would you put together? It'd be sharper than this one because they <laughs> wouldn't be on the Chiefs here. You guys, how scum is this pick? This is such an insanely great spot for the Texans. I mean, you almost couldn't draw up a better spot. The Chiefs stock is absolutely as high as stock can be. 4-0, four covers now, although the last one was completely undeserved. And then just look at the look at the mechanics of this game, you guys. The Chiefs. This is already a really poor line in pass protection. Yes, they can run block, but they are terrible in pass pro. They are terrible according to my eyes, and they are terrible according to Football Outsiders' adjusted sack rate, which has them dead last in the league. Then you take that, and you take two starters who haven't practiced this week. I believe they both got hurt in the Texans game. And those guys... So this is a bad line that might have two fill-ins facing one of the best defensive lines we've ever seen. On short rest, on the road, with the team kind of known in their back of their minds, we're 4-0, we came out like gangbusters. Won't be that big of a deal if the Chiefs drop this game. You guys, come on. This, This almost was my play. I struggled really hard. I almost put this as my play. I can't believe you guys picked the Chiefs. Did you just lead this off as a stock high s- yeah, situation? I know. Did, right? aren't, aren't this isn't the stock on the Texans insanely high? They just won by forty three points. Rookie quarterback just scored fifty at home. Is looks people are anointing him as the new thing, the new greatest young quarterback ever, even though he's totally inaccurate and not really good at football. And you it's, say that it's a stock high game. It's still higher on the Chiefs, though. It's still higher on the Chiefs. I, I think in, people are just going to shrug off part of that because Mariota got hurt. So See, I think there people, was a I think, mitigating factor there. I think people are shrugging off the Chiefs cover. I, I've never seen a gambling moment like that where the whole world knew that it was a gambling moment. Like I thought, I honestly think Monday Night Football was like the shift in people understanding gambling at a high level. In society, because when that when that happened, when Justin Houston rumbled into the end zone, the public consciousness understood that that was an insane gambling moment and that the Chiefs did not deserve to cover in that spot in any way, shape or form. So I just have to fervently disagree with your stock high scenario here. The stock could not be higher on Houston. Deshaun Watson is being anointed as an elite quarterback when he's not. That must be why the public is on the Chiefs 69%. Who wants to step in here? DP, I know you want to get some bars off. I mean, I, I agree with, with Brett and Rich in that the stock is higher on the Texans here. I mean, I think I think that one of the reasons why the public is, is so high on the Chiefs here is it's it's a pick'em. I mean, they're you know, they're doing what I did, and I'm I'm picking the better team to win the game here. That's what I'm doing. And I think that this line should be bigger. Um, I, and I think that the, you know, the Texans, you know, they're coming off, uh, the past two games, they're one and one. Right. And, but Watson, he looked really good against new England. I mean, they put up a lot of points. They put up 33 points. He looked good. He was moving around. He was throwing the ball. He was on the road in new England where it's a hard place to play against a good team, but he didn't back down. He, he threw up more than 30. And then last week, I mean, they scored 57 points, 57. And then like Rich said on prime time, 
on Monday night, the Chiefs got the most ridiculous miracle cover in the history of sports. I mean, it, to me, it just it it seems like the stock is the stock can be equally or can be high on both teams at the same time, but it's higher right now on the Texans, in my opinion, which is why I don't think that it's that much of a stock high, stock low situation as you're letting on Mo. I came into this game looking at it saying oh, this is stock high, stock low. And then I said, wait, actually, it's not really stock high, stock low. They're playing the Texans here. Like, they're not, you know, I, for, for a second, I was a little bit confused, but but then I was like, no, I'm going to wrap my head around this, and, and the Texans stock is is very high. It's and, really high. And you, while you made a very eloquent point about KC's pass protection being a problem, you know who's right before KC in that adjusted sack rate? The Houston Texans at 31 in the league, and it's a 0.3% difference. This offensive line for Houston is a horror show. I mean, I mean, Mo, I can't believe you wouldn't make KC minus three on neutral against Houston. It's just these injuries to the Chiefs O-line are so key, and the fact that once the Chiefs get down 10-0 this game, like they did against Washington, they are not going to come back as hard because... They know that they can afford to drop this game. I'm telling you, telling you guys, this is the classic read fart game. You know what this is? This is the classic. My team is off to a hard start, and I can't. I don't want to believe in it. I don't want to get too excited. I don't want to exactly get, what I don't want to get too emotionally invested. I don't want to believe. Why not? Why not us? This is what this is what's happening right now. The the Chiefs are light years better than the Texans, like measurably better, measurably better. I actually have this as the last pick on my card. Kansas City is a tremendous football team. And Houston's average with a bad quarterback who's just played a little more better than optimal. Let's keep it pushing. Let's keep let's let's go to the Lone Wolf Goat. We'll keep it with the undefeateds. We'll go to Brett. Brett's got one that is just outside his card, which is a shocker to me this game. And then one that is all the way at the bottom. In coin flip territory. Let's let's start with the one that you have some uh, some belief in, and I don't understand this pick, Brett. <laughs> I, I, I I I'm baffled by it. So please tell the people what game I'm talking about. All right, a couple things here. Uh, first, well, I've got the Seahawks as road dogs here. What? A couple <laughs> things. First. The line has moved to a pick, so that makes me feel a little better that I'm not completely on the wrong side here. And second, are we even sure that the Rams are for real? I mean, yeah, they won on the road against the Cowboys last week. That was an impressive win, but the stock is way up on this team. And their other two wins were against the Niners and the Colts. They lost at home to the Redskins, the only defense they've played that has a pulse. And now Jared Goff against the Seahawks secondary I, I don't know. I, I think the Hawks go after Goff aggressively early. I think they put him in some difficult situations, capitalize on turnovers. They might just put this game away early. I mean, the Hawks' offense isn't good, but... I was going to say, what do the Hawks do on offense? <laughs> I know, but they, they can score points with short fields. I can see that being this kind of game where the, the Seahawks just win the turnover battle. They win the, the the field possession battle. I'm just not buying the Jared Goff. I think he gives this one away early. How many times have we seen the Rams... When they, I have, know. when they have no pulse as a team, win this game. I know. And that, that was the first thing I looked at when I saw this line. Like, really? But breaking it down, it, it's golf against this defense, and that, that scares me. Donnie, by his reaction, is the highest on this game. He has this as his second game on the card. He's all in on McBay. Go for it, Donnie. Tell us why we should love the Rams. I mean, it's not, it's, first of all, there's just so much wrong with what Brett said. Okay. Now, the Seahawks, right? They struggled against the Niners for all four quarters. They struggled against the Colts for two quarters out of the four, right? So that's six quarters out of eight that they struggled against teams that you just mentioned the Rams got wins against. Okay. Seattle is not a good football team. They aren't. And this isn't Jared Goff against the Seattle defense. It's Sean McVay against the Seattle defense. He is the the puppet master that is controlling Jared Goff out there and making him look like an above-average quarterback. He makes him look very good. He spreads the ball around. They have a ton of options this year. They have Gurley coming out of the backfield. They have lots of wide receiver options. They look very good. 
Couple that with the fact that they are playing at home. They're going to be in their comfort zone. This line should be minus three. Should be Rams minus three. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. And then what we saw last week, I mean, we saw we saw the Colts defense not have a clue run by Chuck Pagano and that coaching staff. They don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. Wade Phillips is much more in tune with how to run a defense, and he's not going to let Russell Wilson run around there and make plays, and that's largely what this Seattle offense has relied on, Russell Wilson making plays, which is what they always do. But Russell Wilson, to me, doesn't look like the, the Russell Wilson of old, and Wade Phillips is really good, and this Rams defense is good. This, to me, is it's insane to me that that the Rams are minus one. It's insane to me that, that 60% of the public is taking Seattle, but that's a little bit more expected because Seattle's basically the Patriots of the NFC. The public just loves them, and then the books have to adjust the lines accordingly. But no, this game should not be minus one. This game should be Rams minus three. Brett, you're totally wrong. I cannot believe you are taking this horrible Seahawks team. I wanted to love the Rams so bad, but then what Brett brought up of the line moving in the other direction. I, I Maybe there's enough public money to move the line and they just need some Rams money, but it's still so worrisome to me to see that movement. So I, I moved this right out of my card. It is right on the cusp of my card. But what evidence do we have to say that the Seahawks are better at football than the Rams? And there's an injury on here that's really worrisome to me. It could just be veteran rest, but... So Michael Bennett had veteran rest to this week, right? He had a DNP non-injury. They gave him a rest day. But Earl Thomas has not practiced this week with a knee injury. So I don't know if that's a real thing. Uh, like Richard Sherman had a DNP with no injury next to it and then came to be a full participant yesterday. So I think the ET thing is something to monitor. Uh, and then, of course, uh, they're going to be without Jeremy Lane, who left the first quarter of that Colts game. Uh, with the groin injury. That being said, Shaq Griffin has stepped in and done a pretty phenomenal job playing corner for Seattle. But I, I, th- I think the Rams are just better at at everything. Mo, you also had LA, but not very high. What's your uh, temperature on this game? Don't forget about that Cliff Averill injury too. Their expert pass rusher. That could be big too. Um, this game, I also wanted to love the Rams more than I did the. I'll tell you what, if the Rams had a real home field advantage, this probably would have been on my card. But they don't, and that sucks. I think that's changing, that, Mo. It's it's slightly changing. That being said, I think the Rams are the right side. I don't understand the move on Finney, and I would not be surprised if it started moving the other way. This Hawks team, how fake was that blowout against the Colts, man? How fake was that blowout? That shit was garbage. <laughs> team isn't that good. I still don't believe this team's very good. All right, let's go to Donnie, who has three lone wolves. Donnie back in, in form here. Two of them are right at the bottom. His very last picks, the Lions and the Vikings. And then one closer to the middle of the pack. He's lane eight. With the Steelers, I'm surprised Brett didn't take this side. Uh, lane eight with the Steelers against the Jaguars. DP, you usually, you usually hate Pittsburgh. This this seems like a weird pick. Explain why you, you selected the Steelers. I usually hate Pittsburgh, but as you guys know, I love taking points. I love just eating them. Just hand over fist, just shoving them down my throat, which is what I'm doing here against a person that I don't like, and that's Mr. Blake Bortles. I know it's a big number to cover, but I just can't trust Blake Bortles in a game where the spread is eight. So he is predictably going to have to score to stay with the Steelers. And I just don't think that that's going to happen against uh, the third ranked uh, defense, according to DVOA and football outsiders. I just don't, I just don't see, I think that the, the Steelers defense has looked surprisingly good. It's gone a bit under the radar. And I mean, I don't, I don't think that the Jaguars are going to be able to score with this team. I think that the Steelers at home, their, their offense is, is getting right. Um, they're looking better and better every week, which is a bit scary as a Patriots backer over in the AFC. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Steelers are flying high right now, but I can't not take them in this spot. I mean, like you said, though, Rich, it isn't, it isn't super high on my card. It, it's down in the middle of the pack, but no way am I putting any sort of faith in Blake Bortles and that Jacksonville offense to be able to stay and score with the Steelers and keep it within reach. I am technically the highest on the Jags, but honestly, anything below my Jets pick, I 
was just clicking buttons and then ranking them. So I have no confidence whatsoever. I don't want this anywhere near my card, our card. I don't want American dollars on the Jags because Blake Bortles is always two throws away from just blowing the entire organization's dicks off and ruining the game. I, I'm I'm intrigued by your selection, Brett, because I feel like you believe in Ben at home. I think that you are apt to, when necessary, lay points. So I'm I'm surprised you took the the Jags in the spot. Yeah, I thought this line was pretty fair. I do like the Steelers a lot. I don't really see a scenario where the Jaguars win on the road in Pittsburgh. That's not going to happen. But the Bortles backdoor cover is in play here. I mean, this is the greatest garbage minutes quarterback in NFL history. He's an eight-point dog here on the road. I mean, it, that makes me nervous. I, I, I'd feel more comfortable with seven. But I didn't, I didn't want this anywhere near my card. Mo, anything to add on Bortles service? Not really. Uh, also, would would have to say the Steelers have been pretty decent on defense, except for that running game, the run defense against Seattle, but or uh, not Seattle, uh, uh, the Bears, where they got just throttled. But um, yeah, just matchup wise, this game really, really favors the Steelers, just because the Jags are so good against the pass, but just so bad against the run. And if the Steelers just come out and run straight with Le'Veon and make Bortles have to come from behind and throw, bad things could happen. That being said, I still had to click Jags. It's eight points. But yeah, I had this line as fair, honestly. I skipped over Brett's second lone wolf by accident there. Classic Rich Ryan hosting. It's your last pick. It's a coin flip. You got the Eagles minus six and a half? What the hell was that? I mean, it's Carson on the road. Of course I had the Eagles. And no strong lean here, though. Like he said, it's my lowest pick. But Carson traveling across the country for a 1 p.m. game in a tough stadium for a visiting quarterback. Uh, this one could just be over quickly. I can see a scenario where this is just 21-0 Eagles at the end of the first quarter because Carson just gives it away. That Eagles so, defense. That Eagles defense. Okay, the secondary is terrible. Yes, we, we've established that. But the front four is tremendous. And that's where uh, they could get to Carson. So uh, I don't really care about this game. I... It could go either way. All right, let's keep it pushing. Donnie's last two, Lions and Vikings. and Loving the NFC North, DP. I'll let you talk. Which one is your your strongest lean is obviously Lions, but you're not very confident in either of these, it seems. No, I have no idea what's going to happen in these two games. I mean, I'm still not sold on the Panthers team, so that's why I picked the Lions a little bit higher. I mean, they played a decent game against New England, but honestly, that New England defense is just so bad that I don't know how much stock I can put in the Panthers' performance on offense. And and I think that this Detroit showed a little bit last week that they can go on the road and not exactly have the best of performances, but in, in a tight game uh, against a good defense, they, they can they can you know get in there and get a, get a hard gritty win, and they did that. And you know now they get to return home against against a team that. They got a lot of uh, extracurricular activity going on right now, especially with the guy that's supposed to be leading the ship in Cam Newton. So, I don't know. There could be a little bit of a narrative uh coming into play with with where Cam's head is at uh, right now coming into this game. Mo did the damn thing. I wanted to do it, but I didn't have the balls. Mo put the Bears at his second highest pick. Thank you, Mo. I appreciate that. Come on, guys! <laughs> what the hell? I had it in my top five. I like the Bears too. Beautiful spot. Yeah, it's such a great spot. I just, I'm just, I'm just a pussy. This is basically what it comes down to. I love the Bears. I, I was, man. Oh, again, I was so close to putting this as my play. You're gonna be pretty sick when, uh, when things get revealed in a bit. Oh man! Just a spoiler alert. Uh, I'll do my lone wolf quickly. I've got EJ Manuel as a favorite. What in the world? I don't know what this game is. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I've got no clue. Baltimore, Oakland, zero clue. I'm throwing darts. I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks, throwing poop. I got nothing. I got nothing. I think the Raiders defense could be fine against Flacco. Flacco's a disaster. That That's it. That's all I yeah, got. let's move on. That's Nobody cares about this game, right? Did, did anybody have this high up? No. 
Nobody had it higher. Want nothing to do with this. DP DP had it five out of thirteen. But yeah, Honestly, I wanted to put this game higher. I was <laughs> like, this is this feels like a spot that Mo would say we have to take the Ravens and we have to put the Ravens on the card just with the way that they've just been a total bottle the bottom of the barrel team, but they need to turn it around. But I can't like this game. I can't. EJ. I got no idea. All right, let's go to the card. Let's go to the picks. And Mo is just gonna be so sad at this entire segment he's got the number one pick this week and what's going to make him sad is that his number one pick was also donnie and my number one pick so he could have deferred to one of his other teams but he did not and instead this team is going on the card tell us what home dog you are selecting though okay this is i'm just going to start off and say once again I reserve the right to save us a point by changing this later. No, you don't. This is your I pick. I do. This is the same scenario as the other one. <laughs> this is just like... What, what was the other one? Uh, Vikes? Yeah, but that was an injury. You can't just change... This is the same injury. This is the same injury to the same position. That's true. This is the, exactly the same scenario, and it's exactly the same line too, right? Yep. We got the Dolphins here as plus three home dogs with there's no real line once again. So really, so <laughs> I said this before and I'm going to say it again. My my top actual pick is the Bears because that's a real line that exists in the world. But this line doesn't exist. So I'm just... Aren't the Dolphins going to open minus two and a half when... Uh, when Mariota's announced out, pretty much. I I just I can't see how they aren't minus two and a half here. I, it doesn't seem like he's gonna play. Rich talked about the tea leaves on the other podcast. Love Which me some podcast was that, Rich? I think that was yesterday. Was that yesterday? You talked about the tea leaves. They brought in some QBs to work out. It doesn't seem like he's gonna play, and even if he does. I got to say, is there a quarterback you'd be less confident in uh, if they couldn't really move than Mariota? He has to be able to move. That's his whole game. Yeah, it's like him or Russ. Him and Russ. Like Neither of those guys can yeah. start a game with a the, with the hamstring injury. And then you, you turn around and you look at the other side. I mean, is there any team with lower stock than it's the fish right literally now? Literally a penny Holy stock. Holy shit. <laughs> a penny stock right now. Yeah, it's fish and browns neck and neck for lowest stock right now. I mean, this team has looked absolutely abysmal. That being said, you have to say there there is a mitigating factor here. I mean, Donnie brought it up a couple weeks ago. This travel schedule has been an absolute bear on this team. I mean, just jetting all over the country and all over the world. I think going home, settle down, try to get their season back on track. This Titans defense is absolute trash. I've brought up in the past couple weeks games where bad QBs could be getting off the schneid, and they did. Rivers uh, in, a, in a great spot, Eli against a decimated Eagles secondary, and this is my latest bad QB off the schneid spot. Uh, Cutler... At home against a really, really bad Titans defense. I can't see how the Dolphins are plus three here, guys. Even with Mariota, I love this side because of what you said. Even if he plays, he'll be playing injured. And the spot is just so amazing for a Miami team that has had it about as hard as possible to start the season. Finally getting home. Finally sleeping in their own damn bed in week five. Before a game, and then they get the Titans coming to town with a bad defense, with a banged up quarterback, just a great spot for them to get their first win of the season. As I said, Donnie and I, this is our number one pick as well. Brett has this on his card as his very last pick, so no real worries here, Mr. Coulson? No, I didn't really know what to do, because we don't know, like Mo said, we don't really know what this line is going to be, because we don't know Mariota's status. If Mariota sits, it's a slam dunk. Because in a week where I don't really have any strong leans, this would be my number one play if Mariota sits. Matt Castle is a disaster quarterback on the road. 
Dolphins home opener. Stock on the fins at its lowest. I mean, everything you guys said is right. Uh, I just I don't know what to do with it yet because we don't know who's playing quarterback for the Titans. DP, anything to add on Miami? I just don't understand Mo's logic. I mean, Mo made fun of your logic a couple weeks ago, Rich, but Mo said that Mariota needs to be mobile. He has a hamstring injury, so even if Mariota plays, who has been extremely limited in practice all week up until this point, who even gives a shit? I don't. I don't give a shit. I don't care if it's Mariota, Tom Brady, Aaron fucking Rodgers, Matt Castle playing quarterback for the Titans. Dolphins are still my number one pick this week. I don't care. There he is. Hot take Donnie's back. Love it. So Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers is quarterback <laughs> for the Titans this week, we're, we're still taking the Dolphins? <laughs> yes, I'm in. I'm on the Dolphins. What would week. that trade look like? What, would the trade, what, what trade could Tennessee offer that Green Bay would even accept? A running back. What do you mean? Mike McCarthy <laughs> loves those stupid running backs. <laughs> it wouldn't even be DeMarco or Old Boy either. It would be like <laughs> they'd d- dig up the the corpse of Bishop Sankey. Bishop Sankey in a one for Rodgers and McCarthy snap accepts. <laughs> All right. I'm doing it, guys. I know he's undefeated in Lone Wolves. I know Burt Minotti is the GOAT. But here's a good thing. Before I get to my pick, there's nothing I'm more confident in than Brett's Lone Wolves regressing back to the mean. Before this season, Brett was last in Lone Wolves in 2015 and 2016 at 36%. What do you mean? Regression's happening right now. I'm regressing back to the mean as we speak. (laughs) We're going to see Brett. There's also been a change in true talent level. (laughs) <laughs> regression, Thank you. regression is coming for Brett's Lone Wolves and I'm taking Jay Cutler with a different haircut on the road give me the Cardinals plus six and a half this has backdoor cover written all over it yes I think the Eagles are a better team yes I think they're going to win on Sunday but their secondary is a total Joke, And while Arizona's offensive line is very worrisome, they don't have a single lineman that is grading higher than a 50 right now on pro football focus. I still believe in the defense, 12th in defense DVOA so far, and I still don't think Carson Wentz is good at throwing footballs. I don't care what Mo says. I'm impressed by the mobility, but I think the decision-making and the accuracy isn't there yet. So give me the Cardinals. Give me 24-20. Philadelphia with the backdoor cover from Jay Cutler with a different haircut. Let's go cards. This was in everybody's card. Speaking of cards, except for yours, Brett. How worried are you about having Mr. Palmer on? Let me say it one more time. The card. Wait, we're. I thought you were talking about the Rams. I would have been. A, we're doing this. Yeah, we're putting Carson on the road on the card. Everybody what? has it in their top five. I love it. I love the cards this week. Let's go, B.A. Why? Tell me why. I don't get it. The Eagles suck. That's All why. Right. Well, they don't. They don't suck. This, this secondary team, this secondary sucks. The rest good. of the team. The rest of the team is secondary good. sucks. The quarterback sucks. They're a bad. Fletcher team. Cox is hurt. This is massive. He's the best player on that defense. The two best players on the defense are Ronald Darby and Fletcher Cox. And neither of them look like they're going to play. Fletcher Cox hasn't practiced this week. He's so critical to their pass rush. Plus Wentz at home. I mean, this team... this yeah, At home who barely beat the Giants. Yeah, this is classic. The Eagles at home. I think we could print money with this team this year if they keep just hanging these six and six and a half numbers for the Eagles at home. They're just not that good. They might be an above average team. They might end up the season nine and seven, ten and six. But they're not beating pro teams by a touchdown consistently. It's just not happening. This has backdoor cover written all over it. All right. And in BA, we just just look at what the Eagles do on offense. All they can do is pass. They can't run the ball at all. But but that's not going to hurt them against this, or the Cardinals rather. That's not going to hurt them against this Eagles defense. I don't know. I don't follow that train of thought. My brain is leaking out of my head. Well, I'm just saying because this, you know, this Eagles defense can't exploit a team 
that that can only pass because how they can't stop the pass right oh, now. You said that all the Eagles do is pass. The, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I meant the cards. They can't run the ball exactly. All. So they're just going to be but attacking the, the secondary. Can't exploit them. That's right. The only thing that they could do is get that pass rush going. But if Fletcher is out, that is worrisome for the Eagles front. Again, I am still worried about the Cardinals offensive line. They're a shit show right now. But I, I mean, trust look, in BA. Just look at what the card or the Eagles have done against teams who haven't been able to run the ball this year. The past two weeks, the Chargers put up, you know, they kept within two points. They put up 24 against them. And then the Giants as well. Both of those teams don't have really good running games and they did just fine. And the Chargers and the Giants are you, both dumpster fires. You guys. Yeah. How bad has Phillip Rivers looked? And then consider he put up like 350 on this defense. Yeah, it's Carson time. I, If you've been streaming him like me. You gotta fire him again this week against the same. Birds. Yeah, I looked at the wire and then I'm like, we're just going with Carson another week. All right, DP's up, and guess what, boys? We're doubling down on Brett's lone wolves. Brett's gonna be so happy because <laughs> I got the Rams minus one at home against the Seahawks. Sorry, Brett. I mean, I. I I don't know what to say. I, I gave it to you earlier. I stand by everything that I said. The Rams are going to win this game, and they're going to win it pretty easily against a bad Seahawks football team. All right. I thought you said I was going to be the one who was going to be unhappy. All right, Pete. Well, you were going to be unhappy because none of the games that you liked got onto the card. None of your top three. Yeah, I mean, that does make me unhappy. In this game, to me, we're just flipping coins here. I am not a fan of this pick. Well, you, the Seahawks are horrible. Like, why Why aren't the Rams a 10-6 and 6 team? I mean, maybe this is a 10-6 and 6 team against a 9-7 and 7 team, though. Come on. Trust your eyes. With, the Seahawks team no is... no home field advantage. The Seahawks team is bad. How many times have we seen the Seahawks... No matter what the home field advantage is, whether it's a lame duck St. Louis team or the first year in the Coliseum, play against a bad Rams team with a bad coach and a bad staff, still go in and lose. And now you have the I, Hawks at their absolute nadir, a worse Hawks team than we've seen, go in and play a Rams team that actually has a pulse, and you're expecting a different outcome. Yeah, I don't like this Rams team. I mean, I don't like this Hawks team, and I do like this Rams team a little bit. But that being said, stock is extremely high. We are buying some really, really high stock on the Rams here. Yeah, but we're also fading high stock. Hawks just covered 13 in a primetime game. And blue no doors. Doubt. No doubt. I I'm glad, Donnie. I wanted to love this game, but I, I brought it down, and, and Donnie was strong enough to put it on the card. Brett, I want to say that, that Mo... Mo most screwed up. Put the Dolphins number one. Pretty sure that somebody else would take them, and I would get be able to put the Rams on the card. So there was a little bit of a meta game in that decision making with my top two picks. So that's, that's Mo, why that's why I'm surprised Mo, Mo didn't fire the. No, you're game. going first. You yeah. need to adjust accordingly, man. Come on, get with the program. You're the guy's always looking for all the small edges in the world. We'll take advantage of it. Yeah, fire the meta game, Mo. I'm trying to do right by the collective and put my top play as my top play. Brett yeah, but if, if you know that other people are going to take that top play, if you're pretty confident in it, and and I, you know, it, then you can do that. Then I'm just being selfish. That said, maybe I should be selfish, Brett, given what's happened so far. Brett, I haven't given you the floor since Donnie made a selection. How you doing over there, kiddo? I don't know if I have the strength to make my pick. You guys have <laughs> deflated my confidence. I don't know what's going on here. All right, be Brett's lone wolves regression. Regression. We've, Get this man an IPA now. Speaking of regression, we've been yelling literally for months about regression for this team that Brett selected against another game that I wanted to love, but I could not put to them higher than four. They're on my card, but Brett did the damn thing. Brett, I love you so much for this pick. Tell us why you're on. Killer! Yeah, look, this is... Still a questionable Panthers offense that relies too much on the other side of the ball. The defense has looked very good. But I've said the last couple of weeks, I need to see Cam rediscover some of that 2015 form. 
where he just looked unstoppable every single week. We saw some of that last week against the Patriots. 360 total yards, four touchdowns. The swag is back. We saw some of that swag in a press conference this week. Uh, I, I think confidence is a thing that applies more to Cam than any other quarterback in the league. I think Cam, he's not all the way back, but I think Cam is, is going to be uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the league again. And going into, into Detroit, I think the Panthers are just a better football team than the Lions, maybe by two full points on a neutral field. The Lions coming off a surprising win in Minnesota. They're 3-1. and one. They're in first place in the division. Stock is insanely high on this squad, and the public has bought in. 69% betting Detroit in this game. This one checks all the boxes for me, and I was the biggest believer in the Panthers coming into the season. I'm right back on them after I bet the other side the last two weeks. I'm into this offense again, so give me the Panthers as dogs on the card. Yeah, Kian Fahey this whole season has said that Cam does not look physically different. There aren't physical ailments that appear to be limiting his ability to drive the ball downfield and make throws. So what I can only assume then is that it's taking him time to adjust to a new offense, and it is a new offense. It's totally different with totally new schemes. It's not this drive the ball down the field, throw 18-yard post routes, and then you take Greg Olson away. There's another adjustment period there. He didn't play any in the preseason. So this is an entirely new offense for Cam, who you guys know I love. And he's got great weapons. He just needs to settle in and make the plays. And he did that in Gillette last week. And we know the Pats defense isn't anything to write home about, but he did his job as a nine-point dog and won outright. And this is a Lions team where I still don't want to believe yet. I don't want to believe this team is good. They just won the weirdest games. Mo brought it up last week. Mo Sanu drops an interception into the Lions. They take advantage of it. Last week, Dalvin Cook shreds his knee, fumbles the ball in their own territory. Lions pick it up, take the lead, don't look back. Uh, somehow, the coin always comes up Detroit. And I just think one of these times, it's not. And I think that we can look at the television on Sunday and see like Panthers 31, Lions 10, because I just don't want to believe this Detroit team is any good. I, I don't believe this team's any good. And you, Donnie's obviously, he, he had no clue on this game. He just put Lions and put it at the bottom. But Mo, are you worried about having the homie scam on the card? Not really. I like this play. And then when I look at the fact that there is a reverse line move here, that makes me feel a little better because the Panthers did open at three and now it's out of two and a half despite the public piling the Lions. It's a good spot. I can I can definitely get behind this play. The disciple coming strong. I don't believe. I don't believe. You can't believe in this Detroit team, right? How can you believe that they're living on turnovers? It's unreal. It's unreal how they just keep I I can't put it any better than the coin just keeps coming up Detroit. No matter how many times it tumbles, no matter how many bounces it takes on the floor, it always comes up Detroit. I don't get it. Maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe it's one of those things where I've come to a conclusion and I'm just trying to find all the evidence possible for, for my theory to be correct, but I just don't understand how the coin can always come up Detroit. Donnie, are you okay with Cam being on the card? Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I feel like I'm, I'm that, that, that kid at, at a, at a high school dance and, and my three friends are telling me I need to go up and ask that girl to dance with me. But I'm pretty sure she's going to tell me no, and I don't want to do it. I don't want to face that rejection. But at the end of the day, if there's anything that I've learned growing up is that people with an outside view tend to have a better read on the situation than you do. So that said, I need to trust my friends. I need to trust the collective of you guys, and I need to buy into this pick. So let's go. Love it. Absolutely love it. Do you remember in high school what like the slow jam was during your time? You're a little bit older than me. What was the slow jam when you were in high school? Anything come Fuck, to mind? I don't even know. You don't, I don't even know what the slow jam was. Were you even a high school dance? It had to be guy? like it was like Brian McKnight. <laughs> Brian McKnight was the was the goat, man. Your girlfriend Casey, Casey and JoJo. And JoJo all my life. Yeah, she's in, my girlfriend's in the background. Young Casey and JoJo all my life. Excellent. So we need to just. Uh, 
take a big swallow. She's definitely, she's definitely right. We just need to take a big swallow and ask Cam Newton to dance, dance with us, basically. The card, so far. Dolphins plus three. Cardinals plus six and a half. Rams minus one. And Panthers plus two and a half. It's time for the collective pick. The collective pick stumbled again last week, down to two and two. And this week, with everybody being all over the place, I had no expectations. I had no idea what the machine was going to spit out. And I still don't know whether or not I like what this pick is going to be. But let's fire her up. Let's see what the machine says. The collective chooses the Buffalo Bills. The Bills make me wanna. No. Yeah, I don't. Let's go, Buffalo, baby. I I don't like. I don't like this. No. Why? Who? Who did this? Mo did. Mo and Donnie. I think. I think I did this. (laughs) It's my third pick, Mo. My eleven pointer. It's a three and a half on pity, guys. Oh, I don't like this. What did you talk? You guys did it. Talk. Say words. I mean, I, I really love the Bills in this spot, and I actually want to love them more, if you if you can believe that. I mean, listen, 62% of the public is on the Bills here, so I'm a bit worried that I'm taking a square dog. But Buffalo's defense is really good, and that's what I'm betting on here. Uh, I mean, their first DVOA, Cincinnati's defense or offense, is not that good. I mean, I don't care. They, yeah, they looked great last week, but they were playing the team that we just talked a bunch of shit about, and that is the Cleveland Browns. So I don't really put a ton of stock in them beating the Browns 31-7. to I just don't. Uh, the Bills are allowing 13.5 points per game, and the Bengals are only scoring 16 points per game, and that's with the route of the Browns, the 31-point route of the Browns, included in, the, in those calculations. Buffalo has six interceptions, five forced fumbles, they're, I think they're plus seven on the takeaways. And, and the Bengals have given the ball away eight times this year. Four of them have come from Andy Dalton throwing picks. Give me the Buffalo Bills plus three on the road. Mo, tell us why you're on the public dog. I need to know. Yeah, what Donnie said. I mean, this matchup of this poor Bengals offense against a strong Buffalo defense. I, I I wanted to love them more too. If if this one didn't move, I I definitely would have loved them more. But I mean, we've seen some really baffling and what wound up being poor moves in recent weeks. So I'm hoping this is one of them. I don't understand how the Bengals can be laying three here. They're not better than Buffalo. They're just not. Brett, you had a visceral reaction to that sounder. Why? Just when I just when I thought I couldn't hate this card anymore. <laughs> now I have a double sweat on my bills this week in a spot I have zero confidence in. Why is everybody look? Everybody's so high on the Bills defense and the metrics back it up, but it's four games. The Bills. I still make don't. I, wanna still wanna who's I don't even know who's in the secondary still. The Bills. Make wanna. <laughs> I, I hate this so much. Something Canadian. Yeah, Trey's looked good in spots. He's also looked really bad in spots as well. I would agree with that. Oh, my but God. That being said, this Wait. Bill's defense has been excellent so far. They have. They have been great. But, again, it's a really small sample. And you go back to I – mean, I understand the last two years we had Rex as the as the uh, <laughs> orchestrator of that pitiful defense. I, uh, man, this is, this is, don't put that on Rex, man. Put that on your stupid defense. Wow. What? (laughs) Yeah. The defense, the defense couldn't get Rex's scheme because it's a very advanced scheme. And then the defense, and then the new regime decided to ship out all the defensive players who had no clue what the hell they were doing. Since when are you a Rex truther? (laughs) Since I have to deal with all your stupid ass people on my defense. The bills make me want to. Specifically. Stephen Gilmore, who got paid $60 million and looks like a clown out there. The like I can start for Rancho Cucamonga High Well, yeah, he was never all that good. I, I That was confusing to me. <laughs> this is... I, I thought the Bears... What happened to the Bears? I thought you, you hinted that the Bears were on the card earlier. I hinted. He hinted that the Bears that weren't was... on the card. Yeah, I and I said that Mo was going to be upset. 
Ah. I was all excited because I thought for sure the Bears. Can we just put the Bears on there? The Bears should definitely be on the card. Why, why aren't the Bears on this the card? This is 1,000% the right side. Something Trubisky on the card? I love the card. I can't complain about the card, guys. This is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> should I do it, Brett? I'm th- I was thinking about doing it. Can't veto the collective. We can't. We can't veto the collective pick. The collective's pick. Why would he veto the collective? He loves the Bills. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He does love the Bills. You can, I can veto Donnie's pick. You can do whatever you want. Why the hell would you veto my fucking pick? <laughs> Get out of here. Veto that's, the stupid fucking Panthers pick. That's the, the problem is I do lean that the Rams are the right side, so I don't know if I want to use my veto in a spot where I think the Rams might just win anyway and then i just lose my veto that's the problem but i would much rather have the bills on the card i love the bills or the, <laughs> the bears rather this show just went off the rails this is way off the rails right now we got crackling mo crackling witness protection mo over there coming from some undisclosed location in siberia we got five minutes less than that five seconds are we vetoing or not I, I don't have a, I don't have a strong enough lean elsewhere. I do like the Bears, but Trubisky in his debut scares me. I want Brett to use his veto then. Yeah, <laughs> Brett, let's go. You're the one who hates the put the Bears on there. Uh, put me on the spot. It's, this is I, I don't know if I can do it right now. Don't don't do it. You don't you don't need to do it. I mean you, well, do- you can just be fine. We're fine, guys. It's only week five. Are we that dog in the fire? Everything's fine. You're in a fire right now because you're crackling. <laughs> Run, Mo. <laughs> yeah. I, for one, I, I came into this week not knowing a damn thing of what to do on this card. And now I come out of this week after seeing our card and I could not be happier. All right. So the card, if there are no objections, Dolphins plus three, Cardinals plus six and a half, Rams minus one. Panthers plus two and a half, and Bills plus three. Wow. Going nice once. Nice job, guys. Going twice. Sold. If you want to send us your pick against the Super Contest lines, you can do so at Gridiron Gamble on Twitter or Gridiron Gamble Podcast at gmail.com. Best of luck in your fantasy and betting ventures. Be on the lookout for any post-show vetoes. Peace out.